This is a Variety Sports Podcast production. Now to your hosts. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm Brandon Moore. I am the host of the Five Hole Series. I am joined today with uh, Brandon Safel of the uh, Variety Sports Podcast. And today we have a few things that we wanted to cover along with the uh, playoff recap of kind of all the NHL uh, moments and whatnot that happened within the uh, the NHL playoffs this year. And then also some of the coaching changes that have gone on in the NHL. And just wanted to get mine and Brandon's thoughts on the whole deal and see what we get from that. But before we get into all that, we want to go over with a sponsor that we have, which is Row One Brand. Uh, it has over 7,500 uh, historic sports items that you guys can choose from. Uh, 2.6 million gallery views. Uh, in, any kind of designed historic tickets, programs, uh, real memorabilia such as mugs. Uh, phone cases, coasters, apparel, pillows, and so much more you can choose from. There's a lot of cool different things. I've gotten a few things. I'm sure Brandon's gotten a few things from Row One Brand as well. If you want to check them out, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but a little thing with our sponsorship with them, and you can use our code VSP15, and you can get 15% off at checkout. Uh, so... On with the news for today, we have had, or, well, Brandon, if you want to say a few things before we get into the podcast for today. No, you're not even here. <laughs> well, first, I might as well get on going into some of the, uh, we've had a couple of uh, coach changes kind of going on in the NHL. We've had... Four or five coach changes, but Brandon, if you want to say hi, since we, since you kind of <laughs> jumped out there for a little bit. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I had to take care of the dog for a second. Uh, yeah, so um, most of you have seen me, most of you know who I am now. Uh, and the, well, I guess person behind the scenes who who gets everything up and going for here, <laughs> here at the, the Variety Sports Podcast, which I guess this is technically the, will be the last show under this name, so... Um, yep. we have some big, big news. Yeah, big rebrand drop tomorrow morning. So we're all pretty excited about that. Yep. So, but with uh, with all that, we've had is NHL playoffs have kind of come and gone. We have yep. had the uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche came through and won the Stanley oh. Cup, which oh. I know you and I are both. <laughs> kind of on the on the outs of that, since we're both St. Louis boys, uh, that but they 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 played a really good series, a really good playoffs, I should say, yeah. coming through and uh, sweeping two of the four teams that they played against, and even throughout the, that, going sixteen and four throughout the entire playoffs, which that it. I don't see the last time that or really much when that really does happen in the NHL playoffs with how how hard it is to actually win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was I was surprised how easily they handled the Edmonton Oilers and made Edmonton look yeah. like a peewee hockey team on the ice sometimes. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Even the way they played against Tampa. I mean, Tampa's Tampa was pretty injured, I would say. Yeah, they, um, they had a pretty extensive final, list. But, um, for them to still they be able to, to handle them and, and to score as many goals as they did against, against Vasilevsky, um, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. So, yeah. Even with how very impressive team. Very. Even with how Tampa played against Florida, against New York, and uh, the uh, even Toronto Maple Leafs, they flat Vasilevsky played pretty pretty awesome throughout the most of all the series that the the Tampa Bay played in the playoffs, and they played pretty well as well, even sweeping uh, Florida Panthers, which yeah. that that series my on alone I thought was going to go pretty deep and that ended up coming out to only being four well, games which course. that yeah yeah uh that that one out of, out of all of the series I think that one surprised me the most um you're looking at like recaps and stuff um I that one did because with the way Florida was I don't know what was up with the Florida Panthers but uh they uh they are not a very good uh they're a very good regular season team, not playoff team. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, they had the best record coming out of the regular season. And thinking to myself, I was like, they, these guys are how powerful, how strong. Right. Just their whole team has been going throughout the entire regular season. They come out flat. Or I wouldn't say flat, but they, they went and won the first series that they played. And then they come back into the second series and just – lose so easily to the Tampa Bay Lightning was mind-blowing to me. Yeah. But, I mean, when you look at the first series for uh, the Florida Panthers, and I I kind of thought something was going to kind of go astray for them in the second round, especially in the first round whenever they only had their playoff – or their – not their playoff – their power play was going 0 for 18. That not many winning teams have that kind of record and going into a power play like what Florida did. Yeah, yeah, they were 0 for 19 in the second round of the playoffs against Tampa Bay. You're not going to win the Stanley Cup uh, with a with a power play like that. And allowing power play, your penalties allowing power power play goals um, on top of it. Yeah, it's not. You're not going to win a Stanley Cup. No, that no. way. Uh, other than that series, any other series that you were kind of feeling that shocked you on the, I guess, on the Eastern side? Um, I think the other one that surprised me was in round two with the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers were a lot better of a team than I originally thought they were going to be. Yeah. Um from from top to bottom, they played very very well against two very good teams um, in the first round and the second round. In the first round, they handled uh, was it Boston? Boston is that what stuff said? I thought it was Boston. Yep, it was Boston. Um, I mean, they they played very well with a very experienced veteran stacked lineup with Boston, and then uh, playing against Carolina. I mean, I, I think I said it in our little in our playoff previews that we were doing that yeah. as long as somebody can beat Carolina at home, you're gonna you're gonna win the series because Carolina couldn't win on the road. Yeah, the net 
That was one thing, other, aside from Florida Panthers, that really kind of shocked me was that they, they were they could only win at home. The, Carol, the Carolina, the only time that they won any kind of game was at home. And it shocked me that it came down to them going to the second round. But in the second round, they went to game seven. And then in game seven, obviously, New York came in and actually beat them at their house, right. at home. Which right. that, which I mean, shows. I mean, New York they played pretty well throughout the entire series as well, and well, the entire playoffs for the most part they they played pretty, pretty well rounded game for throughout their whole stay in the playoffs into the, the conference final. Uh, but yeah, they. I was surprised. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean. Not surprised Tampa Bay made it as far as they did, and uh, I, I kind of pictured them going as far as they did. Yeah. I, I thought they would have took it, but as long as they were going to be able to take Toronto out and and you know make sure they were out of the way because Toronto is a very good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at their like lineup and stuff and, and the stats and everything, they they're very reminiscent of Edmonton. Yep, they have a very very good team. Uh, but just can't seem to shake that bug. Edmonton almost did it this year, but they still yep, can't. They they almost still did. can't get rid of it. Um, no. On the western side of things, though, that's a whole different story. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one thing though that I think Toronto could be a little bit. They don't get me wrong. They are a very well-rounded team and everything. They have a lot of pieces that really contribute. But I feel like if they had a little few more pieces other than just. Uh, I'm drawing blank on his name. Uh, Austin Matthews. Yeah, Austin Matthews, who went. I I think he had over fifty plus goals this season, and just. But other than that, like just seeing right. him and how he played, and even throughout the playoffs, he played tremendously. And a lot of his teammates, they did pretty well as well. But I felt that if more pieces of Toronto's team were contributing other than just kind of Austin. I feel mm-hmm. like they could have gone a lot farther too, even though they did play a pretty strong opponent in the first round in the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. They got, they got pretty unlucky with that. So uh, Austin Matthews had 60 goals this year with 46 assists and 106 points on the season. Damn. So. Yeah. That's, that's pretty unreal. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you the last time that I've actually seen, Somebody in the NHL actually scored that many uh, goals in the season. Let's see. I'm trying to see if I can find any other. Um, he actually won, he won the Hart Trophy. Yep. Yeah, he won. I thought he won the Hart Trophy and one other trophy, but it could be wrong. I think uh, you're. Right. I think he won two. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see. I know they have another. They have another kid. Mitch Marner is really good too, for Toronto. Yep. Yeah, but then I mean on the. Aside from that, uh, on the west side, on the western side of the uh, Stanley Cup, I mean, in the first round, I, I, then you, me, and Josh, and a lot of the other guys, we have all kind of talked about the the way that the first round and even how the playoffs went in general for the Stanley Cup playoffs. That we, I felt that it could have been kind of 
reordered or resituated a little bit differently because I mean there are so many powerhouse series that were going on in the in the first round and knocked out a probably a fairly good number of teams that could have been really good contenders. Yeah. And I the West I feel like is a very good indication of how the of that because I mean to have the blues going up against uh, Minnesota Wild. I mean, granted, yes, that I felt that was a very good matchup. But between that and then having the Blues, Colorado, all in the same pretty much bracket to where we would meet yeah. up in a second, I thought that could have been a really good like conference final. Mm-hmm. But at the, I feel that it could have been reordered a little bit differently than how it was. Right, yeah, no. So that's that's a big thing um, with with the playoffs and the NHL and the way they have it all worked out right now. Um, mm-hmm. This is, is the seeding because it has been an issue because you're seeing a lot of really good teams get eliminated in the first rounds, and then as you get later into the playoff series or into the into the Stanley Cup playoffs, um, you're not seeing those those big battles. You're not seeing the like the Minnesota and St. Louis. Yes, it's building rivalries, which is awesome. Because the Blues have played, what, Minnesota, three of the last four playoff, like, first rounds or something like that? I believe so. Something, something that, yeah. yeah, something along those lines. Uh, so, yeah, it's building rivalries between teams like Colorado and Dallas or Colorado and Nashville. Um, you know, teams like that, teams within their own division, I get that, but Minnesota easily could have been in the Stanley Cup Finals along with St. Louis, along with Colorado, along yeah. with the flames and along with the Oilers. I mean, there's five teams right there and three of those teams got knocked out in the first round. There's yeah. no Edmonton, yeah, and the flames got knocked out in the second, but correct. Still, yeah, they were, still. they got knocked out by, by uh, Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Right. But still, and I don't go back to the, at the same time, but yeah. Yeah. The, going back to the point of Nashville playing up against, uh, Colorado. I felt that they were I thought Nashville I thought there was a few other more worthy kind of teams that probably take that take that spot mm-hmm. more than Nashville. I, I was I was very surprised that Vegas didn't make it. I thought Vegas for sure was gonna make it with how well they are coming with how well they are playing coming down the stretch uh, towards right. the end of the season. I thought for sure they were gonna be that A seed uh, or wild card seed, I guess, uh, coming into the West. But seeing Nashville kind of get in uh, with how they kind of played throughout the entire year, I was shocked. I, I knew that they were probably going to get eliminated in the first round, especially <laughs> going up against Colorado, which they did. They they ended up right. going out four four to nothing, and that it was that was a very Heart. I, I didn't watch much of that series just because I knew it was going to be a pretty, a very slanted series, but it was, mm. I was surprised. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think uh, that was a series. It did surprise me a little bit. I thought Nashville was going to put up a little bit more of a fight um, against Colorado because they had played Colorado very well during the regular season. So it was very mm-hmm. surprising to see them get swept. Um, in the first round, I mean, Nashville's not an awful team. They just—they're going. They're going to get better. I know that. Yeah, they're going to be I, very I feel like they had the tools. Yeah, 
But uh, aside from them, uh, King, uh, I thought the what was it Calgary and the Kings is also mm-hmm. in the first round, and then it was Dallas against uh, Edmonton. Correct? If I'm not mistaken. Y- yes. So no, I thought Dallas and Dallas and Cal- Calgary in Edmonton in L.A. Okay, so I have them, the, right. those other two teams mixed up. My bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought the West. I thought they were. It was a very good. Uh, I thought the West had very good matchups. Uh, aside from kind of how what we discussed, that the we I felt that they could have been matched up a little bit differently. The Blues, right. since we're both from St. Louis, I thought the Blues played out. Fairly, fairly well. We knew from the get-go that they were going to do well in the playoffs. It just sucks that going into the second round, we had to play against Colorado. But in a way, to me, losing to a team that actually won the Stanley Cup, I felt was – can be taken a few different ways from different yeah. stances. Right. No, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it, you're, you're going to sit there and be like, yeah, we lost to the team who ended up Winning the Stanley Cup, even though we would have had our goaltender the whole time, right? Who was playing fantastic hockey at the time, and you know when he got hurt, then it probably would be a whole different series, and you wouldn't see Colorado even in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, and that's that's a whole big thing of what ifs. I mean, we we talked about it the other night. It's a whole thing that if yeah, Benetton wouldn't have gotten hurt, he. The Blues could have possibly have gone on to possibly mm-hmm. win that series against Colorado and maybe even Edmonton and for or against Tampa. Yeah. But we, it's kind of one of those things that we're not really quite sure how it all would have went out if Bennington wouldn't have got hurt in right. game on the game that he ended yeah, up going out three, on. Four. Yeah, there's yeah. something like that. But I, I, I will say though, I am happy to say that the Blues, aside from Tampa, like you said earlier, were the mm-hmm. only one of the only two teams that ended up beating causing Colorado to lose yeah in the playoffs right yeah and it, it seemed like to be to be a very difficult thing to do for a lot of teams <laughs> is to even compete mm-hmm. against Colorado not just play against them but to even compete yep. against Colorado and and one probably a hard truth to kind of soak in with is Colorado I mean they're they're probably going to be a very hard, very dominant team, probably for, I mean, not just this year, but probably for a couple of years possibly to come. I mean, Joe Sackick and uh, their coach, they've all been putting together these these guys for a number of years now, kind of like what the Blues have been doing with Mm -hmm. all the pieces that we've been kind of bringing in the last couple of years. Right. I, I feel like with, the pieces that Colorado has now, they they could be a, a pretty I, pretty good team to play against. I feel the rebuild was kind of kind of the same way as, as the Blues did. You know, going out and trying to find not just people who are going to score, not people who are just going to give you assists or play hard, but finding the right people for the locker room. Um, yep. And I think that's what the Blues did. And I mean, obviously, it got them a Stanley Cup. So. I think yeah. that's what Colorado did. They saw what St. Louis had done. Because um, the Colorado, I mean, they were, when when the Blues started their whole transition, 
um, with Ryan O'Reilly, getting over Ryan O'Reilly, and and when Petrangelo walked that year or after the Cup, the year mm-hmm. before the Blues won the Stanley Cup, go back to that, and that's really when the transition started for for St. Louis to bring in some of the guys they did. Uh, yeah. So I think Colorado saw that and and just kind of put together the right pieces. I mean, going out and getting some of the guys they did and Kadri and and a few of the other names to to help produce. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know one guy from Dallas. I can't think of his name. He was in Dallas for a while. Mm. He, has a cool, he has a cool name. But they went out oh, and had like, they had like Alex Cagliano and a few other guys too. So The Lincoln in? Is that who you're talking about? I forgot his name. Let me look it up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they've gotten all, they, over the last few years, they've, I mean, they've gotten some pretty good players. I mean, they've, they got Landis got McKinnon, Kadri, Kale McCarr, who, yeah, no doubtably is going to grow into being a, a superstar in his own right. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, with seeing how he's, how he's come into the league, how well he's been playing, I just, Kale is gonna definitely be probably one of the league one of the league's probably elite players probably by the time he gets going. I just I just realized this when you search the Colorado Avalanche. So I'm gonna try to do it again. If you search the Colorado Colorado Avalanche on Google, oh you can't see it as a blurred, but there's like a yeah, bunch of can't see it. Like Oh yeah, yeah, all the fireworks. All the fireworks and stuff. That's actually really neat. Mm-hmm. Um what is his name? Not Taves. Pallet. I thought they just re- they mm. just got Pallet within the last little bit onto their team. I don't think so. Ah. But going while you're doing that, we can yeah go ahead. Uh, we can kind of jump over. I know we kind of covered a pretty good amount of stuff that was kind of going on in the playoffs. And Darren Helm. We kind of th- Who? Helm? Darren, oh, Darren Helm. He, he, he contributed a lot. I was yeah. actually surprised how much he actually contributed for mm-hmm. uh, Colorado. But, yeah, he, he played very, very well. But on the uh, – on the other side of this, we were going to talk about some of the coaching changes that have kind of been going on in the league. We've had about five or six different changes that actually have happened since probably like three or four weeks ago. I've yeah. noticed that there's a lot of coaching changes that were going on. Uh, the Flyers were one. The Stars were one. Uh, Panthers, Red Wings, Blackhawks even. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blackhawks were, were the other two. Oh yeah, yeah, the Golden Knights, and I, I wasn't able to find. The, I don't think Winnipeg's announced any uh, head coach yet. Okay, I, yeah. I know they were looking, but I haven't seen anything yet on. I believe so. Who Winnipeg was choosing as a uh, as a front runner? I I know they wanted Cassidy. Yeah, I know Cassidy they, was a front runner for a long mm-hmm. time, but I know Gold, the Vegas Golden Knights, they were the team that ended mm-hmm. up picking up uh, Cassidy. But before we actually get into going through who 
those few teams actually picked up. I, the one thing that I did want to talk about that was actually really surprising to me, and we talked about it briefly before we even got onto the podcast, was that uh, Barry Trotz, he was yeah. he's not going to be a coach this upcoming season in the NHL. Uh, he was a coach for the New York Islanders, and right. for the last few seasons, uh, the Islanders have kind of had their ups and downs. Uh, not this, not this past season, but the season before that, they actually made it to the the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And this year, I believe they were actually on the downslope. They didn't have that great of a year, I don't believe. Uh, he coached for 25 years leading up to this year. And just, I guess, with how uh, with how they weren't really doing all that great. And I guess he was in the running for the Jets position as well. Uh, yeah. he, they offered him a position, offered him a position. Yep. And so I was, I guess, with with how things were going, that they ended up firing him. And then, or, yeah, the Jets ended up firing him. And then he, I guess, he just decided that he was just going to take a, take a break, I guess, from coaching. Because he, uh, uh, so, yeah, I yeah, I was very surprising that when, when he brought up that he just was going to kind of step away for the year, um, even though he said he might come back. I, was, I guess just he didn't feel comfortable in, in Winnipeg um, or mm-hmm. Vegas, apparently, because Vegas even offered um, before they before their Boston got rid of Cassidy. Uh, yep. He could have he could have been in Vegas. Um, but I was looking up trying to see if there's any rumors about like or who who's in possibly in line for the Winnipeg position. Oh, um, really? Right now it's, uh, they're, they're down about five guys. Um, Rick, Rick Deschett. I don't know who that is. I don't know. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, Scott Arneal. I don't, again, I don't know who that is. I think that might be the old flyers coach possibly. It might've been um, Jim Montgomery, who is actually part of the blues organization right now. He was a Dallas yep. head coach for a little bit. Um, Jeff Bashill, which was the Red Wings head coach, where he was mm-hmm. let go. And they have another name on here. Uh, Pascal Vincent is the other name. Okay. So. One and one thing bringing up uh, Jim Montgomery, I also saw that he was in line for the Boston position as well. They, oh, okay. With them firing uh, Cassidy, they, it was kind of saw that they, they had a headline somewhere on the – on Google mm-hmm. or in the news that said that uh, he was actually in line or one of the front runners for the, for the job, for the Boston position. Yeah. Actually, Boston. It, it says right here that this was 17 minutes ago. So this, I don't know how new this is to a lot of people, but they said, it says Boston Bruins expected to bring Jim Montgomery as new head coach. Yep. So. So that might be breaking news for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So, I know a lot of people weren't wanting him to leave St. Louis because I guess I he was he did fairly well with how well the Blues did and all the contributions that he brought to the team and mm-hmm. I I don't really know what I know they were all kind of diversified what what each coach was kind of pulling towards for the team I didn't know, I don't remember what. He was just was really focused on. He was just in this, in like an associate head coach, so like something that happened to Baruby or anything, he would basically take over. 
Okay. So, but the experience he had, I mean, he's led, he led Dallas to the playoffs a couple of years, led him to the West or the second, at least the second round when the blues knocked him out. Um, and I don't think he, I don't think he was part of the Stanley cup finals team when they played Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was. I don't believe so. But it looks like, but, yeah, it looks like the Bruins are going to introduce Jim Montgomery as a head coach, possibly as early as tonight. If not, it'll be yeah. tomorrow. Yep. But uh, aside from that, the, this next one, this was actually this actually took me by surprise because uh, whenever I saw a few weeks ago that Boston actually was firing or getting rid of Bruce Cassidy, it, I just thought to myself, I was like. Cassie has brought Boston to the playoffs uh, the year. number every year within probably the last five or six years. And I'm thinking, well, are they just wanting to take a different direction? Or are they not liking the way Bruce is kind of going with the team? Or any of I don't know what your thoughts are with the whole thing. Uh, I was very surprised. I was very surprised um, with the decision um, that they – that that happened. I mean, mm-hmm. I did not see, I didn't see it coming. Um, no. I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. I didn't, I don't see, there had to have been something that, that caused, um, that caused the issue. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know Boston, there's a chance Boston looks like a completely different team come next year. Uh, and I know their, their GM is, he's on, he's on, a high horse or something right now, but I don't know they yeah. talked about getting rid of Pasternak or Pasternak um, and some other big names there in Boston. I guess, I guess I for guess him, it's Stanley Cup or bust every year. So, yeah, because I mean, I even great. here, even right here, they're saying Boston never ranked outside of the top five in goals against per game or top three in expected goals against per sixty minutes on five on five. And just thinking that it's like. Why, why go away from what you guys are having? If you're ranked within the top five and top three of these categories each year, mm-hmm. I don't see what the the whole move is. But I will say that picking up Cassidy and even some of the other uh, additions that Vegas has made, which everybody, whoever doesn't know, Bruce Cassidy ended up getting hired on as the. Uh, Golden Knights uh, head coach. It's just fantastic but, for the Western Conference because it's just going to make the Western Conference even better. Of course. But until, and, until they get rid of Jack Eichel, Vegas ain't going to do anything. So Yeah, well, I, 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 would, I would beg to differ on that because at right around the same time as Vegas hires on Bruce Cassidy, I don't know if you saw the trade that – Vegas also made at the same time, which oh, was yeah. uh, Shea Weber, the Shea Weber trade. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy that they I, were trying to trade to, who was it, at Anaheim last year? Mm-hmm. In, a, in the NHL, the like uppers and stuff were like, yeah, nope, uh-uh, not happening. Yeah, they, they were like, yeah, no, that's not happening. And then all of a sudden this year, I guess they're content with everything going on because it uh, Boston and – or it wasn't Boston that made the trade, but it, it was uh, uh, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Montreal and Vegas, they ended up coming to a deal for uh, Shea Weber, which, in my opinion, after having gotten Alex Petrangelo from us, 
and then some of the other offensive additions that Vegas has, it's yeah. it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a crazy, crazy conference, I believe. They, once their, their salary cap has to be like two times maxed out right now. Oh, they're I bet they're pretty close to the cap, if not a there's no tiny over, bit over. <laughs> yeah, a tiny bit over. Uh, <laughs> There's no way that they're not over the cap, but that's that, that can be a talk for a different day. Yeah, but um, yeah, Cassie, he uh, who uh, you said Dallas was looking for a new head coach. Uh, they actually ended up. I guess this is a fitting point to actually go on to the next point because. The stars were actually the ones that hired on Peter DeBoer, who was the coach for the the Vegas Golden Knights, and they signed him on for a four year deal. So that, I I'm feeling seeing seeing how DeBoer was with Vegas and how and possibly bringing that over to Dallas now. Yeah. Uh, yet again, another. Mm-hmm. team in the Western Conference, and even in our division in the Central, that yeah. it's going to possibly make an even more cra- crazy of a division to possibly play in right. coming up into this uh, next season. So that's – he signed a four-year deal for or $4.25 million per season. Uh, uh, after they – he was fired from the – Vegas Golden Knights after not making the playoffs. Uh, he He's played several seasons, had very good seasons. Uh, I mean, with Vegas, two consecutive third-round appearances in 2020 and 2021, uh, he, he owns a 513, uh, 379, and 123 record in 1,015 games over 14 seasons. So he, he knows how – to coach a winning team. Right. And I, I feel like that's going to be, that's going to be pretty, I, I hope he's going to be a good coach for Dallas when, once he's here and, or once he's there and show kind of coaching them to see where they can kind of go and see. What yeah. That's, that I, I think that that's a good, a good bless you, Barney, uh, a good uh, pickup for, for Dallas. Um, I did see that his name was in the running for, um, Winnipeg, but clearly, yeah. clearly that's not going to happen. I could see them. I see them right now getting uh, Jeff Bashill since he has a head coaching experience and everything from. Well, he was the head coach at Detroit. Um, I could see that being a very, very strong possibility for yep. uh, for Winnipeg, at least in my opinion. Yeah, but the oh, one other. One other change to not so much on the Western Conference. This is more on the Eastern side of things. Uh, the Flyers they hired uh, Tortella as right. their head coach for a reported four year deal. And I, I mean, throughout the years, seeing Joe I, or John, sorry, uh, he's coached twenty three, uh, twenty three years, actually. Uh, oh, 23rd, 23rd, 23rd head coach for the Flyers. I'm sorry. I okay. read that wrong. 
But yeah, he's 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 coached a long time in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, he trying He's coached a he's, lot, and he's been a head coach a lot, and he's been fired a lot. <laughs> I was gonna say he he's been in and out of different teams. Yeah. I noticed for a long, long time. I yeah. couldn't. I don't he's know. Been in, he's, he's been in Columbus. He's been in New York. He's been in Vancouver. Was it Vancouver? Yep. That's yeah, where I've known him. That's where I've known uh-huh. him much of. A lot of his coaching career was with Vancouver. Uh, I mean, he's won two Jack Adams awards, right? And he won won a Stanley Cup with the, uh, I believe it was the Canucks in '04. But I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm not very in tune with the Flyers or how like their their play is, but and knowing Tortella and how he kind of coached. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the teams that he has over the years, I, that may or may not be a fairly good situation right. with the, the Flyers. But I guess the time will tell and yeah. see how the season goes for him. Whenever uh, so, Tortorella spent seven years in Tampa Bay. Um, he's had two stints with the New York Rangers, which were six years total. Um, mm-hmm. Six years in Columbus, where he just was let go from, and then one year, the one weird year in Vancouver. Hmm. I, I thought, thought was, he. Was, he I thought he spent a lot more time at Vancouver than just one year. Nope, just but, one year. They went thirty-six and thirty-five, eleven hmm. overtime losses, eighty-three points, and they finished fifth. So, but overall, not too great of a, not too great of a record as head coach in Columbus. No. So, but uh, and going on from that. Then this even was a little bit of a shock to me, especially after the the season that this team has had, which were having the Florida Panthers, I guess, moving yeah. on from their bench boss and hiring on uh, Paul Maurice as their new head coach. Mm-hmm. That, uh, he's got a three-year deal with the Panthers and went – with whenever he did play, uh, he was the former coach of the Winnipeg Jets, so that makes sense why they're ma- looking for a new coach now. But I mean, he went 13, 10, and 5 under his short career that he had at, at Winnipeg. And uh, uh, I mean, so I mean, with how, with how the Panthers played this year, going 15, 18, and 6. Possibly Maurice might have a. I don't know. I, I don't know Maurice or I don't know his coaching style all that well. Uh, it says here that he, uh, whenever he played or whenever he was a coach under the Jets, he was he had a three fifteen two twenty four and sixty two record with Maurice as the bench boss. Uh, made postseason five times, including one conference final in 2018. Uh, so it's I, for, for Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, under Winnipeg. Wait, they went to the sense. conference. They went to a conference final. 
Yeah. That's... Apparently. <laughs> I don't know how long ago, or I don't know, it was in 2018. So right in front of me. Was all that's when they played Dallas. No, mm-hmm. that can't be right. Yeah, apparently. Really? They went to a conference final? Why don't I remember that? <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since. I mean, they. I don't know. The Jets. The Jets they made it. Six, oh, I know. They play, They only made it to the first round of 19 because we played them in the first round of 19. Right. But I, I don't. I mean, I guess. 18, I didn't really pay attention to the playoffs all that much because I think the Blues went out in the first or second round. Uh, it's it's that or uh, that might have been the year that they didn't make the playoffs at all. I think it was. But, yeah. So I didn't really pay attention to the playoffs all that much that year. But I that's all right. <laughs> but huh. yeah. I don't know why I don't remember them making the. I'm trying to look it up here because I don't ever remember them making the conference, the conference finals. Yeah, but uh, one thing that I do see that Florida is doing uh, for Brunette since he, I guess, with the the role that he did have for the Panthers over the years and even after this year, they offered him a significant role to ma- remain within the organization if he wants Dude. to. But uh, – Sorry, go ahead. They did. You're fine. But no, they did. It was the year the Golden Knights went to the Stanley Cup finals. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Like I said, I didn't really pay attention all that much that year to the final or to the playoffs since the Blues didn't really make it all that far. So it's. Uh, but I do remember that the Vegas – I mean, obviously, whenever Vegas made it uh, to the final that year. Right. Uh, they played Pittsburgh. No. no, I honestly can't remember who they played against. It might have been Pittsburgh. I, like I said, I, I didn't pay attention all that well if I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think it was Pittsburgh. But uh, other than that, we had two other teams – uh, that made coaching. It was Washington. It was Ovechkin's first. It was Ovechkin's cup oh. year. Yep. Yep. Um, spaced out a little bit. I should have remembered yep. that. <laughs> you would think. Uh, it, be easy. It, should, it should be an easy one to remember, but I feel like it's a forgotten one. Mm-hmm. Actually. Uh, and then the next coach change, which this ha- this was just marked for from three hours ago. This happened today. Uh, that the Red Wings named Derek Lalonde as their head coach. Uh, yeah, he spent four last four seasons on the Bolts bench, and he helped the team to three straight finals appearances, as well as the two consecutive Stanley Cup championships. Uh, he was named the assistant coach of Tampa in 2018 when Zim- Zimmerman s- served as the team's vice president. Uh, he's replacing Jeff Besh- Blashiel, mm-hmm. who parted ways with Detroit after the 2021 or 21-22 season. Uh, the rebuilding Red Wings finished in sixth place. Sixth place, wow, I can't talk today. Uh, in a tough Atlantic division, which 
I mean, their record it wasn't it wasn't all that great being 32, 40, and 10. Uh, and obviously, as we could all tell, they failed to make the playoffs. Uh, and but then again, to give Detroit credit, they are kind of in the midst of a of a rebuild, a retool. Yep. And yeah. so well, I, it's not just a retool. It is a full, complete top to bottom rebuild. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's been going on for a little while. So for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, like you said, I don't really know all that much about the Londi other than the little bit of information that we're kind of sharing here that he was with uh, was the Tampa. bolts. Yep. With and, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really have or know a whole lot of information on Lalandi. Uh, I'm trying to look right now, but but I think he he could be a, a fairly decent addition, if especially if he uh, had some sort of experience behind uh, Tampa Bay's uh, bench. Mm-hmm. So maybe he he could be a good addition to Detroit. That maybe they haven't had for the last few years. Right. Maybe having. So, so Volandi has net, he is, this will be his first head coach role uh, or as a head oh. coach in the NHL, in, in, in NHL. Um, okay. He was, so he has been a head coach in the USHL in the, in the Eastern conference hockey league, or I think that's what it is um, at the level. So he coached the Toledo walleye from 14 to 16. Um, and then after that, he led or he led the Wall to a 50, 15, 5, and 2 record uh, and won the Barham Cup um, as the regular season champions in the ECHL. Uh, he was hired, <laughs> hired in Tampa in 2018. Uh, and then Londe was the Well, I don't know how you say his name. Uh, was the head Lelonde. coach for two seasons in the AHL with the Iowa Wild, where he went 69, 58, 17, and 8. Hmm. Uh, during his time there. Oh, yeah. I, got I skip, kind of skipped over that bit of information. But, yeah, you, Iowa Wild 2016-18, then Talon, Tal, Toledo, Walleye from 14-16, yeah. Hmm. Uh, briefly stepped in for uh, the coaching position and for the Lightning in late December – uh, whenever John Cooper was placed in uh, COVID protocol, uh, he the Bolts ended up winning two games under Alondi's guidance. So, hopefully, it's a good pickup for them. Yeah, I'm ho- obviously ho- hope for the best for Detroit and their new uh, bench boss, and see where that kind of kind of goes for them. Hope they hope it ends up being a good fit for them. Yeah, but. And this is one that I obviously wanted to save for last because uh, it, with the kind of the rivalry and kind of the, the, uh, oh yeah, Blackhawks. Yeah. How the whole view that us St. Louisans have with, or I guess the rivalry between St. Louis and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blackhawks ended up, this happened a few days ago, actually, that the Bla- Blackhawks hired Luke Richardson. Uh, as their head coach, uh, and obviously with Chicago kind of being in the rebuild as seemingly as they have been in, uh, I guess uh, 
their GM felt that they needed to go a little bit di- different direction with their their coaching position, so they went with uh, Mr. Richardson here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he replaces Derek King and he finished the season as the interim head coach after uh, Jeremy Colton was fired on November 6th. Uh, play Richardson, who has played for six teams during his 21 years in the NHL. Uh, he finished with 35 goals, 166 assists, and 14 or 1,417 games. He is a defenseman. He played uh, 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 he retired in 08 and I guess he wanted to try out the head coaching position. He started out as a Senators uh, AHL affiliate from 2012 to 2016. And then he was the assistant on the Montreal's coaching staff for the previous uh, four seasons. Uh, Obviously he took over whenever their coach was diagnosed with COVID-19 in the 20, during the 2021 playoffs, uh, took over Richardson took over as a coach for six games and helped lead to. Oh, uh, and then obviously I guess it was a different time, but they helped the, uh, he's helped the Canadians to their first Stanley cup final since, uh, 19, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. This that was is the COVID okay. time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, if he was able to help out with uh, – help Ottawa get to where they were in the playoffs after their coach was diagnosed with COVID-19, it had must have been uh, a pretty good accolade, I guess, to have under his belt. But uh, hopefully he can be a good addition. I don't know if you have – any more information or know much about him i don't i don't know much information i know he's just assistant he was an assistant with the macho canadians he played 21 years in the nhl um Mm -hmm. like you said with six different teams so he has some experience at least playing um clearly i mean he seems to seems like he he knows what he's doing so hopefully this will be a good thing for the for the blackhawks and to ignite the the st louis chicago rivalry a little bit yeah and obviously with Chicago, they won uh, the Stanley Cup in 2010, 13, and 15. But obviously, as we all have seen, they yeah. have fallen. They have fallen pretty hard the last few years. I just saw that stat. Uh, we were talking. You're bringing that up. Hold on. Like their record. So Chicago has went. Uh, so Chicago, they went 28, 42, and 12 this past season, which is the most losses they've had in a year since 2006. Yeah. Um. In, I guess I don't know what his last name, first name wasn't Colson. Jer- the Jeremy Col- Collerton, Collerton, Collerton. He yeah. went. They went. Um, in his three plus seasons, the team went 89, 87, 92, and twenty six, and only made the playoffs once. That's not. That's mm. not good enough for Chicago's organization. Mm. So, and their lot one loss was to Vegas in the first round of the twenty eighteen. Or 2019-2020 playoffs. So, oof, yeah, yeah that's uh, it, Chicago has obviously 
struggled a lot uh, just from a little bit of those stats that we kind of went over a little bit ago. But I, uh, I hope they – I mean, even I heard that there's – I can't remember who the players were. It has been a minute since I actually checked a lot, anything out. But I think it was DeBrinket, uh, DeBrinket. That he was actually trying to, I think he was looking for a trade out of uh, Chicago. I don't think he's looking for a trade. I think he's just, they're just open to offers. Oh, okay. Right and now. then uh, on DeBrinket, oh. on Taves, on Kane, they're kind of open to anything. Sounds yeah. like. Maybe, maybe they're trying to get a lot of the old out yeah. and trying to bring in some new talent to maybe bring Chicago back to. The ways the that they days. were back in, yeah, the glory days. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't know if you have anything else that you kind of wanted to go over for today. Or... Not really, not really. I mean, right. I just kind of, I was kind of going with the flow of what you had going. Because again, this is, this is your show. This is your, this is your baby here. So I have, yeah. I have the whole, the whole thing there in the corner. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to deal with so. this guy right here. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> or that guy, or that guy. Uh, yeah if uh <laughs> if you want to follow me on uh i'm on facebook instagram twitter uh brandon my brandon moore is my name and then uh be more 1893 uh, you can find me on uh instagram and twitter uh so and then obviously variety sports podcast you can find them on uh instagram twitter as well it, give us a like follow uh, subscribe and uh, do all the yeah. stuff you do with all the other cool Mr. Beast stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm new with the whole kind of social media and doing like the podcasting Same. and uh, streaming stuff. So get this is kind of first run for me and might be for the first our first couple for you as well, Brandon. But yeah, uh, as time goes on, we'll get better with it. And yeah, we'll be, it's a, uh, it's different seeing yourself on the screen and being like, you know, knowing this is, this is straight live to, to YouTube and to Twitter and to Facebook as you're speaking. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, it's not like we, you can go to anchor and then it's just like, oh, I just record it. And it's like, no, this is straight like from the top. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes things easier on, on me because it, it lets you guys just kind of have the open, you know? Yep. Open yeah, the, stuff, we so. all kind of have our own deals, and then whenever we want to come together, it's yep. whoever wants to kind of run it at the time. It just has does not just have to be you for a oh, chance. Yeah. I know. So, but yeah, that's all we got kind of for today. Is good having you on, kind of talking about all the different things going on with the previous NHL season, and the new things to come with this upcoming season. So, until yeah. next time, guys. I'm Brandon. This is Brandon as well. And we'll see you in the next episode. See ya. See ya. Thanks for watching. Yeah.